Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us this morning is Captain Jeremy Walker, one of the commanding officers of the Salvation Army in Tyler. Captain Jeremy, great to have you with us this morning. Great to be with you, John. Thank you for having us. Don't forget, In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com ktbb.com slash In Focus and In Focus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Captain Jeremy, uh, you're, uh, you and your wife, Michelle, you're the commanding officers of the Salvation Army in Tyler. You've been here um, just under a year, I guess, and what an interesting time to arrive in Tyler. You got here in June of last year, right in the thick of the pandemic. I'll bet that was a bit of an adventure for you yes sir it was but it's a always a good time to arrive in tire we couldn't ask to be a, a part of a better community and you came from midland midland texas yes sir and we were out there running the salvation army out there um and then we were transferred here to take over the salvation army here in east texas what was it like coming here in june just under a year ago right in the middle of the pandemic you sound very happy about it but i'll bet it had its share of challenges too absolutely yes uh, there was happiness and there was challenges in that with the pandemic first off we were happy to see trees and green grass and and uh lakes and so uh, personally that was wonderful and then um but the pandemic was very real at that time so we had to uh, and it's still very real but we had to uh, you know take all the precautions try to get up to speed and and luckily we have a great team um, that's gone before us here at the Salvation Army and so they were able to bring us up to speed and we were able to keep serving. I've had the privilege of interacting with quite a few of them so I can vouch for that. Um, Salvation Army I think it kind of goes without saying that a large component maybe most people a large component of the population thinks of the Salvation Army as the people that ring the bells during the Christmas season and you do and you'll be doing that again this year uh, we hope outdoors uh, uh, back to the old model now that the pandemic appears to be um, headed out the door we hope mm. but there is so much more to it than that and if we can start with a history of the Salvation Army you've been going in one form or fashion or another since 1865 all began in london england that's right we uh, our founder william booth uh started as a street ministry in london england actually and with the idea that there was a lot of drunkenness a lot of poverty a lot of people hurting out on the streets and so uh, the idea was to get them cleaned up so his theory was soup soap and salvation and so he wanted to you know clean them up get them fed and then talk to them about their eternal salvation and uh and so that's where we started we started as a street ministry and from there we were going to plug them into the churches and uh but unfortunately back in those days people didn't want those kind of people in their churches so we just started our own church and we grew from there and out of that church grew all of our social services that we do nowadays came to the united states in 1888 and actually began in this country in dallas but um within maybe nine or ten years about 100 95 or 100 miles down the road and the community known as tyler texas 1897 is when you actually got up and going in tyler tell us a little bit about that didn't realize it had been in town that long right i wasn't around then praise god yes but uh <laughs> we we were we're next year we celebrate 125 years here in smith county and serving and so uh you know when we got to town i was trying to figure out the history and talking with our folks and th and that's one of the things that jumped off the page with us and that's amazing there's not a whole lot of communities like you said we started in dallas um just a few years before that and so it's really neat to see that the smith county was one of the pioneers in the salvation army's work in texas okay and you're going to be planning some uh 
events for uh, for 2022. Uh, maybe a little bit, uh, I guess that's still on the drawing board, but definitely mm-hmm. you'll be doing something to honor that anniversary. Absolutely. Yes, we are, we are starting to do all, we're starting to look at all that and just try to figure out coming out of, hopefully coming completely out of COVID by then, but uh, what we can do to celebrate 125 years of service in Smith County. Okay. In Tyler, you're at 633 North Broadway. Been there for a long, long time. Phone number is 903-592-4361. couple of websites or uh, web availabilities we'll direct you to. Facebook.com slash Salvation Army Tyler, or you can go to SalvationArmyTexas.org slash Tyler and get a lot of information from those web availabilities, as I will call them for the purposes of this discussion. I don't know if Facebook's an actual website or not, but uh, anyway, everybody knows what it is. Right. So there you go. All right, let's get down to the um, nitty-gritty here. The actual mission statement of the Salvation Army, just to clear up the picture for folks who may not know exactly what all you do and who you are. Well, we're we're a church, first and foremost, and everything we do kind of falls out of that. But our mission statement is to meet the human needs of those that are in need without discrimination in Jesus Christ's name. And so that's what we try to do every day is, is to meet those needs of those that are are down on their luck at the time, those that are hurting at the time, those that just need a hand up, and uh, that's what we're here to do, and we're here to do that in Jesus' name without discrimination. You bet. Captain Jeremy Walker, one of the commanding officers of the Salvation Army of Smith County or Salvation Army Tyler, mm-hmm. I guess either uh, title will work. Yes, sir. Our guest this morning on In Focus, I'm John Sims. Uh, moving on down to the Center of Hope. Uh, when I moved to Tyler in 1989, the Salvation Army was up and going in approximately the same location mm-hmm. it's in now, but there's been a lot of additions, a lot of building and uh, renovations since that time. So to me, the Center of Hope is a relatively new place. Actually, it's been around a while, but tell us what that is and exactly how it works for the population that you're serving. Right. So the Center of Hope, if you if you ever come down to our facility, you can see where the old building was. We still have that piece of land and, and what it's grown into because of this community and because of the need uh, in the community supporting the need in this community. So um, it's grown into a 200-bed facility, um, and that shelter is for men, women, and families. Um, and so they can come in, uh, get cleaned up, get get warm, uh, cool off in the summer times, get showers, and uh, get fed. And uh, and they start working with our case management there. Okay, uh, you have a 200 bed shelter for men, women, and families. Does it stay fairly full most of the time, or does that fluctuate? Yeah, it does fluctuate. It it, it goes up and down just depending on the season and and what's going on in the world. Okay, and these folks could be dealing with any number of issues, and you're just there for them. But uh, there are rules, there are regulations, uh, hoops, if you will, that people have to jump through. What are some of the things, if people want to come to the Salvation Army for that kind of help, what are are some of the things they need to know going in about uh, what their situation is going to be? Well, um, there are rules and regulations, and all those rules and regulations, like most rules and regulations, are there for the safety of of the clients, the safety of the staff, and and the safety of, of those that we're serving. And so, you know, some of the rules are they have paperwork they sit down and fill out with, and, and if they need help um, reading that or going through all that, we have caseworkers that sit down with them and show them all off. But basically, it's just rules of do's and don'ts and what they can do and what they can't do on Salvation Army property, and, and, uh, and then they sign that. That way, everybody's on the same page as they're going into that and then from there they can stay in the shelter for seven days Um, and after that seven days uh, we ask them to start working with the caseworker and they can stay in the shelter then up to 90 days working on those programs Mm -hmm. uh, to get them back on their feet because that's what we want to do
do. We want to get people back on their feet. Okay. And after that 90-day period, I mm-hmm. know, and you probably found this out early on when you moved to Tyler, there's a huge nonprofit human needs community mm-hmm. here. And I know you partner with some of these other Absolutely. agencies. Is that where it goes in most cases? You'll say, hey, we uh, uh, your 90 days is up, but here's another agency that may be able to help you out. Or is that uh, does that kind of vary? I'm right. sure it does vary from client it, to client. It does vary from a client to client. We, we, we pray that after 90 days, we've got them back on their feet, got them placed in an apartment somewhere maybe, or got them back working, or whatever the case may be for what their need is. Because they come to us in all kinds of different states and mm-hmm. all different kinds of needs. And sometimes that's very short term, and sometimes that's very long term. And so our caseworkers work with them, um, and we work closely with all the other great agencies. I'd like to say that we have a lot of great agencies. We figured that mm-hmm. out real quick here. And our caseworkers have been around a long time, and so a lot of these agencies, and so they, they collaborate a lot. Okay. Services available for non-residents. You have showers, you have laundering, and you have an evening meal. Tell us a little bit about what non-residents, anything else non-residents might need to know about those services if they want to take advantage of them. Right. So uh, non-residents, if, if you're not staying with us, but you just need to come in and get a shower and need to get cleaned up or anything, we have times in the day that you can come and do that. Um, and, then we, and then we serve. Because of COVID, generally you would come into our, our dining room, but because of COVID, we've had to change the way we do things we're feeding on all plastic uh, or all paper plates and all plastic materials and uh-huh. so on and so forth and so when the pandemic hit um, that evening meal that's open to the public because um, if you're staying with us you get three meals a day you're, right. you're getting yeah. fed three meals a day if you're staying with us but those that are just just coming by because they're hungry um, they're getting fed in the evening and that's a to-go meal and so we uh we just want to make sure that everybody's getting the needs taken care of. All right. And you say that's a to-go meal. Uh, any plans or any prospects for how that might uh, get back to a regular sit-down meal? Or is that something you're just kind of still working on? Yeah, well, it just kind of, we're just taking it one day at a time with this pandemic like the rest of the world. So we just, we've tried to put in all the protocols, all the extra cleaning, all the six-foot people sleeping head to toe. And, um, you know, like I said, we're spending more money on paper products so that way people People aren't touching the same things. We can throw them away afterwards. We're trying to limit the spread. And now with the vaccines and the way things are going, we're starting to come out of that, praise the Lord. And so hopefully we get to where they can open back up the dining room at full capacity and people can come back in and sit down and eat for those meals. Sure. And needless to say, you'll get the word out when that happens. It'll be a big thing because so many people depend on your services. We We want it to happen. You bet. One of the commanding officers uh, with wife Michelle of the Salvation Army, Tyler, Captain Jeremy Walker, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, just to kind of refresh your memory on uh, how to get in touch. 633 North Broadway, 903-592-4361 is the office number, and you can catch them online at facebook.com slash SalvationArmyTyler or SalvationArmyTexas.org slash Tyler. Speaking of which, uh, we talked earlier about Tyler, Smith County. Does the population you serve mainly come from right around Tyler and Smith County, or do you welcome folks from maybe outlying counties who don't have access to Salvation Army services where they live? Well, we service... We're, we're in charge of Smith County, so we serve Smith County. There's not a – there's a neat thing about Salvation Army people don't really know is there's not a zip code that we don't cover in the United States. Okay. So um, some Salvation Armies are bigger, some Salvation are, are smaller. Um, the Tyler Salvation Army is one of the biggest ones in East Texas. It is the biggest one in East Texas. And so we, we cover Smith County. So those that are coming into Smith County, those, those that need help in the outlining areas and everything else, in Smith County, we, we take care of those folks. Very good. 
Um, you have a food pantry offering food to about 60 families each week. Maybe if you talk a little bit more about how that works, some of the protocols, other um, facts to know and tell about how that operates and what people need to know about it. Right. So just like I said, if you live in Smith County and you're in need of a food, you come in and work with our caseworker. Our social services is open daily. Um, you can come in and work with them. And if you need food, we're, we're there to get you. Uh, our great Lions Club, the, the Tyler Lions Club, just mm-hmm. did a big food drive for us to fill back up our shelves because our shelves got low and uh and so they came to us and said what can we do to help and 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 that's how we survived that's how we were able to help people was this community different organizations the rotary just did a big uh sketty dinner for um, not only us but other organizations and and we just went and picked those up yesterday as a matter of fact and so so there's a lot of folks eating some good meals last night and and so without these great organizations getting behind us and and being able to um, um serve then we, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Mm-hmm. Those community partnerships we know are just so, so important. Uh, about 60 families each week. Um, yes, how has the pandemic affected that number, or has it? Well, um, you know, it, that number fluctuates, too. You know, here's the deal. With everything we do, we hope to one day to just be out of business and preach on Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the way of the world and the way things are going, we don't see that. So, um, you know, that number does fluctuate. We never know from week to week what that's going to be. That's just kind of an average of who comes in. Okay. Uh, here's a program that you've had going for a while, Reconnect. Now, this mm. is a free faith-based in-house recovery program available to men and women suffering from alcohol and drug addictions. Uh, recovery, addiction recovery, such a big topic nowadays. And the Salvation Army, fortunately, I dare say, one of many agencies that are trying to deal with that. Tell us how your program works. Yes, I mean, it's unfortunate, but there is a lot of addiction and um, a lot of folks that just need some help. So we have a like you said, a faith-based reconnect program. It's a six-month program. They come in, and there's two phases to it. In the first phase, it's it's more intense uh, counseling. Um, you know all the all the steps that they would go through. And in the second phase, then they can they start working on getting a job. They start getting some of their things uh, in order to get back out on their feet. We just had a graduation of a young man last week that that graduated. He's already working. Already got a, a place that he's moving into coming out of our program. And, and man, we have had a great celebration uh, last Sunday celebrating this victory in his life because um, you know drug and alcohol and addiction is is so prevalent in the world and we see that even more with the isolation that that's going on during the pandemic and and so um, for us to be there it's a volunteer program you, know, you have to want to be there you have to come in sober and and want to stay that way and so we have some great counselors we have some great teachers um, some great pastors that come alongside of us and uh, we we are excited to be able to facilitate that mm-hmm. and that is the reconnect program again a free faith-based in-house recovery program available to men and women suffering from alcohol and drug addictions. We are talking to Captain Jeremy Walker of the Salvation Army in Tyler in... 633 North Broadway is the address. Phone number is 903-592-4361. And you can catch him on Facebook.com slash Salvation Army Tyler or SalvationArmyTexas.org slash Tyler. Lots of facts and lots of interesting and eye-catching posts on that website and on that Facebook page. So Mm -hmm. if you want to know more about the Salvation Army, I would certainly encourage you to check that out. Disaster services. Right now, when the term disaster services comes up, I think the first thing anybody 
in Texas thinks of is the big February Arctic mm. blast. I know you were especially busy during that time. Let's talk about the experience that you had and about the disaster services that you um, have available on a day-in, day-out basis, whether it's the Arctic blast or something else. Right. It was snowpocalypse is whatever it was calling it. There are yeah. different names for yes. it. That's one of yes. them. <laughs> yes. It was, uh, it was a very trying time, not only for us, but for... Um, all the individuals that live here in Smith County, but uh, the state reached out to us and we became a warming station. Um, and so we opened our doors 24-7 during that time. We we uh, got there. Uh, we had people staying there. We had we had staff members that were walking into work to make sure that those were getting served. We had people come and stay with us until just for a little short time while their electricity was off or their medication was getting filled or whatever else. And we had people that stayed with us for long term out of that. But we just opened the doors up. Everybody could come in. We were serving three meals a day uh, to anybody and everybody we had cots scattered everywhere uh, but the team just rallied around and the community rallied around we were we were running short we were going to super one and and buying food the manager was amazing there and uh and and feeding and then all of a sudden this big donation came in and these guys showed up in pickup trucks with pre-wrapped food and uh it's just amazing how the good lord works and how this community uh comes together and knows that there's a need but uh and and they just come together especially in those times of disaster we see it over and over again we've served in so many disasters from harvey to ike to all these different disasters the east texas flood the central texas floods and hopefully we don't have any more disasters anytime soon uh, with all this rain that's coming down the road but it's just it it just always um blesses my heart and it blesses blesses those that are need to see um, every time that we think man i don't know how we're going to keep going or how we're going to get there uh you know you have a team mentor that models up and walks through the snow and the rain to get to work and mm -hmm. you have other ones that say i'll stay overnight captain and uh you know we were down at three o'clock in the morning when water lines breaking and and trying to get everything going for we could serve breakfast the next morning and uh it was nothing special by any minds but plumbers coming out the maintenance guys working and and keeping everything going so when the clients woke up they didn't know what was going on other than they were getting a warm meal and mm -hmm. they had a warm place to stay with some extra blankets and we couldn't do that without the support of everyone mm -hmm. that's great and again that teamwork the community coming together is so very important mm -hmm. um it's almost summer and you're into that hot time of mm -hmm. year and i guess that'll create a whole other set of issues for you too yes sir it will and you know year round we have a place where people when it's really hot outside or really cold to come in and sit down and get some cold uh, water something cool sure. off get some shade and just and just just sit and catch their breath and so yes yeah, summer summer always um you know from utility bills going up to um everything and, and all the different clients that we come in come in and see and and help you bet you have a family store tell us a little bit about that and how the public can take advantage of that service yes our family store simply exists to put money back into our programs so when you donate to our family stores when you come in and you buy stuff in our family stores that money is goes straight back into our programs of helping those that are needed in our reconnect program in our shelters in our disaster services in our youth programs and all the different in our camps all the different things that we do that money goes right back into feeding those individuals housing those individuals Individuals, counseling those individuals and so our family store is so important I encourage everyone if you cleaning out your closet spring cleanings right here if you're cleaning out your closet give us a call we'll come and pick it up or bring it by and drop it off or just come by and shop we have a lot of cool things a lot of neat things in that store and it's ever-changing because we don't know from day to day what's going to be coming in and what's getting donated but our store is so important and I just encourage this community to either donate or come in and shop because that money goes right back into 
to helping those in need. You bet. Captain Jeremy Walker, Salvation Army Tyler, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Family store is near, is it actually part of your campus or just really nearby? No, it's part of the campus. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Salvation Army Women's Auxiliary, that's a fairly high profile component of your operation. Yes, and that's generally my wife and the ladies. And I'm telling you what, uh, without the without my wife and the ladies, we wouldn't make it. The, the ladies, uh, you know, behind every good man is definitely a good woman. And, uh, and these ladies, there's about 300 strong of these auxiliary ladies, and they do different sales throughout the year. They gather up different donations to sell. They do different events. Uh, they they go over to our, our senior citizen living building and, and do different programs with them. And so we, uh, we, we are just, um, we just can't say enough good things about the women. Okay, the Senior Citizen Living Building. I don't know if we've talked about that. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how that works. So uh, we have over uh, William and Catherine Booth, a Senior Citizen mm -hmm. Living Building, um, that we have uh, both of those places there. They're low-income, um, HUD-ran uh, with the Salvation Army, and uh, it's just a place that people can go and, and, and find a, a nice place to live later on in life. Mm -hmm. Those are off-campus in yes, a different sir, part of town. Different but campus. That's not, off Golden Road. Golden Road, not yes, hard sir. to locate. Yeah. Okay. A um, little early to be thinking about Christmas, or is it anymore? It seems like Christmas is all year round these days. And a uh, couple of things. You have your Red Kettle campaign. That's your high-profile project. And then the Angel Tree. I know you had to make some adjustments in those last year because of the pandemic. Obviously hoping to get things back on track this year. But tell us about how those uh, projects went last year and what you're looking ahead to for 2021. Yeah, you ask any Salvation Army officer about Christmas, they kind of get a little twitchy because that is our busiest time of year. No doubt. Yes, and in fact, when you get closer to the retirement age, they don't ask you how many more years left. And when you're talking with fellow officers, they say, how many more Christmases do you have left? Mm. Because we run really hard for six to eight weeks, but it's always worth it in the end because we get to help so many folks um, my wife and the and the volunteers and uh, the workers uh, run that angel tree program and last year we were able to help over 1500 uh, kids get christmas and over 294 um seniors get christmas that wasn't going to have christmas this year from people uh, going out and, and buying gifts and adopting angels and so that is a huge program and then our our red kettle program is uh, it's our biggest fundraiser of the year and we didn't know what it was going to look like this year with covid and it was really hard to get volunteers really hard to get workers and we were very short-handed this year but the lord always gives us what we need to the penny and this community just came through and they dropped either pennies they dropped checks they dropped you know gold pieces whatever they dropped in there we put it in the bank and we're putting it into service and so uh we're excited to see what this year is going to look like hopefully uh without all the pandemic stuff to get back up because we know that if this community can do that during that crisis the lord's going to just step up even more this year you bet i had 44 locations last year you raised over three hundred thirty thousand dollars. if i remember correctly that was one of the things happening around the community that ran in a fairly normal fashion in spite of the pandemic. I mean, you have people standing there ringing the bell, wearing a mask mm -hmm. and social distancing, but uh, it looks like that went real smoothly for you in spite of the challenges. It, it did. And our partner stores, you know, and the mall, everybody just said, yes, we're not going to stop this. We're going to continue doing it. And, uh, you know, from Chick-fil-A to Walmart to the mall to Sam's to all these great organizations around or great 
partner shops around here um you know come in chick-fil-a they say hey you know the, the their dining room wasn't open so that's going to affect what the salvation army is going to bring in so they said why don't you guys move out here and so they put us in a mm. safe location put us in the lane and we saw greater numbers coming from chick-fil-a year this year than we ever did and that's because the owners and the managers and stuff said hey there's still a need out there we're not going to stop we're going to step up and and we saw that throughout all of our partnerships and uh, it was just amazing to see because we didn't know our goal was 270,000 you see what we got the lord just blessed it we blew it out of the water and we were we were so short-handed um and and we just weren't sure and every day we would take money to the bank and and we just didn't know what was going on and every day we were just amazed when we saw the totals come in but that's because people said i'll still volunteer and partners like chick-fil-a and walmart and all them said you can still ring at my store Mm-hmm. Let me repeat, uh, $330,000, mm-hmm. that's $60,000 over gold yes, sir. in the pandemic. Yes, Pretty sir. impressive. And another thing that I know, uh, at least if I remember right, you had to put on hold last year, your big Thanksgiving and Christmas meals. I guess if things keep going in the right track, we'll be back on with those this year. Well, we didn't put them on hold. We just changed them. So uh-huh. uh, we we were blessed with a great donation of turkeys. Uh, uh, before the big fire happened and so we were blessed by that um, we can't we can't think of that enough but we decided what are we going to do because our thanksgiving meal in this town is is a big deal for a lot of folks and we didn't want to stop serving so we got creative um, we set up a to-go thanksgiving meal so you could either walk up or drive through Mm, And we had volunteers come in and we opened up the dining room. We had different sections. So if you were a family, if you came together, you worked in one area, you separated from everybody else, social distancing, all the protocols were there. And then we had, we had different, like five different stations outside and we had a line of cars and we had people walking up and uh, we just, we served and uh, we had that Thanksgiving meal. It just looked different. It was just to go. And then we had volunteers that were taking Thanksgiving meals to the the seniors that couldn't get out or, or even the first response. Mm-hmm. And so we served a Thanksgiving meal uh, this year. It was just it it just looked a little different, but it was pretty amazing to see. Um, I was uh, glad to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And Christmas also same way. Same we, way. Christmas we did um, uh, we did what we did is we set up we set up on the basketball court outside and and uh, for the residents and stuff and spaced everybody out and we 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 made it a special time and and for Thanksgiving and Christmas and so um, the Christmas meal was you know is is not as big as meal as Thanksgiving of course Thanksgiving is the biggest meal but it, yeah. it's still still very important. Mm-hmm. And the fire, of course, Greenberg smoked turkeys. Yes. For folks who uh, may not remember or may be new in town and didn't know which fire you were referring to, I understand that they're uh, getting everything back together and hopefully uh, be back on track again yeah. this year. We'll uh, keep our fingers crossed on that one. I tell but, you, when I got to town, I started hearing about these Greenberg turkeys, and I just I never had one before. But man, they weren't lying, and I, I tell you. Um, that that is such a, a big deal and that helps so many people serving and and they just come through for us every year and so we we're praying for them that they just get back up and running you bet and as we get down kind of close to the end of the show not ready to wrap it up just yet a couple of more minutes left salvation army is a church you mentioned that earlier your wife michelle and you are captain michelle and you are ordained ministers everybody's welcome to join you for services sundays at 11 a.m at 6 33 
North Broadway. Yes, sir. Okay. Other things we want to talk about on the website, which SalvationArmyTexas.org slash Tyler. And, of course, there's the Facebook page. is Facebook.com slash SalvationArmyTyler. On one or both of those, you'll find FAQs. So if you have any questions about the Salvation Army, a lot of them are right there, and you can get quick and easy answers. Uh, donations. We've talked off and on about donations just during the show today. Mm -hmm. People, mostly about people donating items, donating money during the Red Kettle campaign. They can donate goods and services and money any yes. time of year. You got absolutely. a donation tab on the website, I believe. Yes, yeah, absolutely. We run strictly off the donations of this great community. That's how we keep the doors open. We we don't we. We are just, it's hard for me to even fathom what this community does every year through through their, their gifts. But we give every year, if you give a dollar, 82 cents of that, we put right back into the services. Mm -hmm. So we function off of about 18 cents uh, as far as, so as far as paying our staff, paying the light bills, so on and so forth. And so, you know, we have some great team members that have a heart for the mission because they're never going to be rich working with us, but they have a heart for the mission. And we have a great community that has a heart for the mission says, I can't come volunteer, but let me write you a check. And mm -hmm. what's raised here stays here in this community. And so it's so important. But every year, um, as we sit down and look at budgets and how we're going to do this and what we're going to be able to do um, and to see that it comes in. And so, yes, donations are not just a Christmas thing. It's not just a Thanksgiving thing. It's not just a certain time of year thing. It's an everyday thing and every day we see donors either walking up or, or sending us a check or calling and giving us uh, you know uh, a donation or coming to the store and shopping and uh, it's just amazing every time um, you know summer months are coming that's hard for all nonprofits. Uh, it's it gets really tough and uh, I remember a time last summer that it was just really tough and then all of a sudden uh, an individual just stopped by and gave us a big check just out of the blue um, and, and it was perfect timing God knew the timing and it was a thing and we were able to keep going and it was just amazing mm -hmm. okay got just a little under a minute left in the show let me wrap this up uh, i'll just quickly mention if you want to volunteer with the salvation army give them a call 903-570-9 uh, 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 let's see that's wrong that's not the right number um 903-592-43 i almost gave out my own phone number 903-592-4361 and uh, also just briefly summer camps coming up give them a call about that as well don't have time to go into a lot of detail about it but right. uh, just a couple more things we wanted to mention right because of camp we yeah. we we couldn't be able to do uh, all our big summer camps yeah. but we are doing and our music and arts camp good yes, sir. you bet captain jeremy walker salvation army our guest this morning on in focus thanks for joining us thank you for having me you bet i'm john sims thank you for joining us see you again next week on in focus